0: Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com rss feed urls may change for some of you if that happens you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade so keep those coming in the future and again the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks
1: This is Channel Attitude, your voice, your right,
2: your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand.
1: You know what, well, I'm not going to pussyfoot around with music. Oh, okay. or anything. You know as well as I do. What? The, uh, the, uh, the uh, proprietor, the... CEO, the chairman of the board, the president uh, of OVW wrestling. Who would that be? You. Oh, uh, at the end of the day, who what? Who's it all about? At the end of the day, the fan, uh, the fans, yeah. the people paying for the tickets.
2: Absolutely,
1: yeah, they uh, are the most important thing. Unquestionably. Yeah. Uh, well, I feel that same way about my audience. You know, we have subscribed. This isn't Al, this isn't a free show. I'm not interested in clicks and popularity. I'm interested in cash. Do we have a we have an audience? Yes, we have an audience. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, so you get me all wrong. Right. And uh, Al, you, you, you owe a- my you owe my audience an apology. Why? Uh, something you did last week uh, that was brought to my attention by a subscriber. What did what did I do? Bias. I got videotape now. Oh no, you don't. Now you are one of these guys. You and I think. I think. Listen, Al. I, I've met a lot of creepos in the business. Sure, yeah. Al's a stand-up guy. I am. I think if you, if we play this clip for you. Okay. And you can actually see. Uh-huh. You will have no problem uh, apologizing to my audience.
2: Okay. Let's. I can't wait to
1: see. I clean I your eyes and everything. Tell me when you're ready for the clip. I'm ready. Okay, Jeff, you, we ready? Yes. Okay, I'll watch and listen closely.
2: Jeff, do you have any part in this? I mean, really. <laughs> well, th-
0: th- this was sent to me for Castrating the market. This was so it's sent not,
2: in. Uh, yeah. It,
0: for it's cast- on the next episode of Castrating the Market. Yeah, this now, was
1: I, sent in, man. Sent yes. in by somebody three highly insulted. Three oh, people okay. sent this in. Three people. Three, three people did, yeah. All right. Those All could right, be people. three subscribers I lose because of you. <laughs>
2: Uh, you'll probably do that well on your own. So. Okay, are you ready, Al? Don't don't underestimate yourself.
1: Okay, are you ready? Yes, I am. Right. Listen closely.
2: I am. Even if the internet existed back then, it never would have went anywhere outside right, stop. of. Stop. Yeah. Did you hear that, Al? The internet even existed back
1: then. Yeah. No, no, no. Go back, Jeff. He because he's he's conveniently not not listening when I told him to listen. I'm a- Go
2: ahead, Jeff. Listen. Gar- if even if the internet existed back then, it never would have went anywhere outside. Yeah, Al, what are we doing here? I don't recall farting.
1: I, I, well, I got the video. It wasn't me. Jeff claims it wasn't him. Was it the dog? Well, I don't Just want play dog. that back. Play that back again, please. Yes, Jeff.
0: I'm also claiming it's a, a cell phone vibrating. That, I'm, I still stand I'm by saying, that. I'm yeah. saying it's out. I, I'm, I'm Carl, claiming he- it's out.
2: Even if okay. the internet existed back then, it never would have went anywhere outside of. Out. Let's let's get something clear here first. Okay. <laughs> One, if I'm gonna bust ass, I'll admit it. <laughs> two, okay. Gosh. Number two, um, it, if I were to bust ass, it's not just going to be a quiet little, brrr, and that's going to be it. You, you're going to hear it, and it's going to be loud. It's going to have some vibrato to it, <laughs> a deep bass tone, and it's going to be something I'm going to be proud of. And it's probably going to offend me because I'm the only one that can smell it. Cause I'm the only one in the house.
1: Okay. So, so you're claiming it's Jeff.
2: Yeah. I don't know who <laughs> did it, but I'll tell you right now, it wasn't, that wasn't my butthole. I'll tell you that. Hey, right.
1: Jeff, play it one more time because yeah, we got, I, we got a because somebody owes the audience an apology. I, yeah. I think, I think it's out personally, but go I ahead.
0: Still, I will what die on this horse that that is the sound of a phone. on am vibrate getting a text.
2: Je- Vince, I think you concur because you're around the same age as I am. I mean, that door is loose. I mean, yeah, I do I do, I do, I do, I, do, I do. Look, you're giving me too much credit. If now, do pop,
1: you have? Do you have your cell phone on vibrate? Or is this your cell phone? No,
2: I don't think it was my. What, it the might heck? Been, I don't what was this then? I don't know. But it, if if I were forty, it might go. Huh?
1: Yeah, they're they're wet. Al, they're wet at sixty, aren't they? They're
2: <laughs> wet yeah. and disgusting, oh, and God, they go God. on forever, bro. Last night, right? I'm sitting on, it. I know I stink stained this cushion. So I'm sitting on a chair and I'm, you know, we're reviewing TV from the previous week, right? And I keep kind of leaning forward and like a couple of the guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? I go, man, I, I've got a lot of serious gas right now. I didn't, I don't know why I did last night and it was offending me. And I'm like, thank God you're all the way over there. Yeah. So know? it's nothing so- like this little
1: boop. Okay. Play it one more time, Jeff.
2: Regardless of even if the internet existed back then, it never would have went anywhere outside yeah. of... Yeah, the
1: that, that's, that's what I was telling Jeff yesterday. <laughs> it's too clean, Al. It's like a
2: <laughs> trombone, right? We both know at this age, yeah. none of our bodily functions just go Yeah, by. No. No, it's got to be full bore or nothing.
1: Yeah, because it', it way, way too clean. All right, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, now that Jeff, now you owe Al an apology. The- I
0: don't know. an apology. I'm, I'm still, still saying it to myself. For
1: accusing him of love. I didn't uh, accuse him.
0: The video uh, evidence on our show we recorded last night clearly states that I say, I know that this is the sound of a cell phone Was
1: he in C3 the phone. in the vicinity? No, nowhere, nowhere around, no, no. Okay, nowhere around. All right. Okay, do I, you want me to put in? He's
2: younger, you know? A little bit yeah. Tight.
1: And you know, bro, you know that dude's got a tight ass. Oh, he's got it. He's got it. Oh, my God, bro. You know his, his butthole is probably like that yeah,
2: big, definitely. bro. Winter's
1: lockdown. Yeah, lockdown with that muscle around it in the buttocks. Yeah, bro. he's he when he squeezes one out, that's what it's going to say. I say it was EC three in the next room. <laughs> yeah. Could be. All right. I right. am I supposed to add this,
0: Jeff? We got we got three videos today. Are any of these from really? Al? Are any of them from Al? No. no. Oh, okay, Al. So these are, these are going to be new to you then. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this first one was sent to us by SJ Dub Gimmick. Now, if you're listening on the audio, these are two little people wrestling. It's from Micro Wrestling
2: Minneapolis. Is that
0: the Haiti kid?
2: No, <laughs> is that the Haiti
0: kid, Al? I think,
2: I think, think. Haiti is uh, uh, assumed room temperature.
1: So. Okay. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> oh, oh no. No.
0: Twist his dick. All right, now we've got
2: twisting dicks now, Al. Twisting dicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That reminds me of a joke like these two cannibals were eating, and one started at the head and the other started at the feet, and the uh, the one at the head is like, I don't know about this guy. He doesn't taste so well. And the guy then goes, I don't know. I think he's great. I'm having a ball. (laughs) All right, Al, listen.
1: Al, here's the question. What? I th- I think little
2: people can get away with that. They can um, because, it, honestly, it has always been done. Uh, the style has been done as more of a farce um, and more of a lampoon of professional wrestling than actually being presented as right. a real, genuine, um competitive situation you know what i mean yeah yeah and, and i mean that just so we again clarify i mean all of my criticism or critiques come from stem from that that no matter what you do no matter how you do it you know the objective is to create some kind of conflict that has to be resolved within a the confines of a competitive combat situation you know that it's actually overseen by a governing body that have rules and regulations that allow for one of the competitors to try to take shortcuts to get the upper hand on the other person and, you know, or have an unfair advantage. Um, and you know, the, the, the little people, you know, in wrestling have all, never been portrayed in that manner. They've always, yeah,
1: it was always entertain. It was always entertainment's sake. It was also a special, it was always a special feature and it was always comedy.
0: Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. okay. So we, we're we okay with that. Yeah, I right. think so it was more the crowd chanting
1: Twisted. Yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. the crowd. You know, yeah. that's the crowd. All right, so what am I doing now, Jeff? I'm going back yeah, to Yeah, we this? got
0: another one because I want your thoughts on this. Uh, a lot of people had uh, strong thoughts on this. This is a 64-year-old Sting on the recent – Oh, uh, I Dino saw ice. this, bro. I saw this. Yeah, apparently hour. he bust, He did bust his face open. It's hard to tell from this angle, but he was on a ladder, and uh, I think he was the second rung from the top. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, wow, that's not that bad. It's just uh, off uh, the ladder, you, you know, but still, at 64 years old.
2: What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't think the uh, – okay, let's, let's get something straight here, all right? And, and uh, you know, it's funny as I've gotten older – it, it, every kind of is is wrong and, or are we in So I mean, every kind of isism ism and is is wrong. Yeah. Oh, you it, it 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 there are so many of them now, of uh, you know, this ism and that is, you know, that is, and you know, everything is, they're all bad. The only one that no one complains about is ageism. No one. You can make fun of senior citizens. You can run down the elderly population. You can make jokes about them. Nobody stands up and defends them. You, because they're
0: you, not on Twitter to defend themselves, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah, probably because they just don't know how to operate it. You know, they've got that big citizen <laughs> phone that just is very simple. You know, uh, you know. And listen, I, I'm I'm a senior citizen. I yeah, Al. Every, every week, every week I'm, I'm this- we, we, we make a remark yeah. like you know yeah we're going to talk about Sting and, and you know what he did, but we're going to talk about it because he's 64. Who cares? If you're 34, it's still stupid. If you're 64, it's still stupid. It, It has nothing to do with age. It has to do with taking again, risk versus reward. And was it necessary? And did it ultimately have any real payoff or consequence in the match? It probably not. I haven't seen the match, but I'm sure the guy that got dove on on the table, I couldn't tell who it was, probably just got back up and kept working. Well, then why do it? Whether you're 64 or 34 or 24, why do it? And It makes no sense. 64 is irrelevant. I mean, in fact, good for him. You know, and we used to, we were back when, you know, Terry Funk at ECW was whatever age he was at that point. I mean, the guy is like a vampire. He lives forever. Um, and he's retired more times than, you know, he's had world championships. Uh, he did a moonsault and everybody like flipped out because of his age. Why? I mean, I don't understand this thought process. Oh, you, you know, Flair was 70. Fez was in his 70s and was doing amazing. You know, I watched Al-Castella. Al Costello was in his 70s or 80s and had a match. Nobody was an alarm. I mean, most of the guys that I broke into the business when I broke into the business were in their 50s and 60s. And that was when they finally were really drawing money because it took so long to learn how to do it, you know? So what is this? This? It, oh, well, he's, he's doing this. He's 64. Well, if you were 44 or 54 or 34, I'll still have the same criticism of it. Uh, because I'm sure it was done for Dunn's sake, and and it makes no sense. Now, if it had been done the right way, I don't care what age he is. You know, good for him. That see how? Sense. See how? I look at it a little.
1: I look at it a little differently. I, I'm going to tell you yeah. what my my first knee jerk reaction when I'm watching this. And you know, bro, I have a I have a uh, you know friendship and relationship right. with Sting. Here, right. here's my knee jerk reaction. What, right. bro? You are 64. You are a freaking legend. You have done it all in this business. Okay, so you're my, saying... My, my, wait, hold, hold on. My, 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 wait, hold on now. So my, my question is this. My my question is, why are you doing this? That's all.
2: I'll tell you the reason why, okay, is the same reason he would have done it if it, at, at 54 or 44 or 34. He's want to go out there. He wants to give the audience the best possible match you can give them. My issue is not the why. My issue, is, my issue is the why, because then if you know that and you want to give them the best possible match, why are you making it meaningless when you do it and then the guy that you did it on just gets right back up and, and, and does more back to you? Something that big you've now just made irrelevant because it had no direct consequence in the match. But, Al, let me ask you a question. Al, you're you. Amu- go ahead. Example. Sting dives off onto whoever, I don't know who's on the table. I didn't see. Yeah, I couldn't tell. Okay, so whoever was on that table, he dives off. They crash and burn. They lay there and lay there. And then finally Sting pulls himself together, grabs what looks like a dead body, rolls it in the ring, covers that dead body, and that dead body barely kicks out. How much more would you get out of that? It was like the time when, was it Hogan... Uh, superplexed Ray Trailer off the big blue steel cage. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Remember how big a moment that was? And what did they do? They did nothing. They lay there until the crowd came up because it was such a big move. It was such a big moment. They didn't kill the moment by just now Ray just popping back up and beating the shit out of Hulk Hogan. And that's ultimately my criticism of whenever you see somebody do these things, it is not what they do. It is how they utilize it within the match and how they literally bury the risk that they just took and got literally zero reward because they were in a hurry to get to the very next thing.
1: Okay. Let me hear you with another scenario. Okay. Who's one of your all time, like somebody you would go see in concert, like one of your all time favorites. Dean Martin. No, he's dead somebody who's alive
0: well, uh, Brooks, you, 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 didn't, you didn't specify that to be yeah fair. give
1: me yeah. Some, give me somebody that's still alive and touring that that you're a big fan of and have been for years kiss okay perfect example al al my first kiss concert was nineteen seventy seven okay? okay al if you go on if if you go on this last kiss tour this is the farewell tour you go on this tour. When you go on, when you go see KISS, are you expecting to see 1997 Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley? No,
2: you're not. Yeah, no, am. you're not, Al. No, you're not. Yeah, because I've been sold the gimmick of KISS. So I want to go and I, wanna live, I want to live and have memories. And granted, they got outfits that they can hide a lot and the makeup and all of that. That's cool. And I know I'm going to see a little bit of the age and everything. But I want the same show. That I, I
1: understand that, but I understand that. But but they, they are not going to be the same performers,
2: and you know that. But it, it, that doesn't mean they can't at least try to be, and they, and give me what I bought a ticket to see, which was to be able to be nostalgic and relive the past. And Sting's the same way. I'm buying a ticket to see Sting. I'm buying to see Sting. I'm not buying to see sixty-four-year-old Sting, and I ain't thinking that way. I'm buying a ticket to see Sting. Are you still? Or are
1: you? You're still actively working in the ring? Yes. Uh, only once in a while. Okay, yeah. oh, once in a while. Are you doing that stuff? I, I doubt you are. Well, I don't have a reason to do it.
2: I've not been put in a match.
1: If mat. you had a reason to do it, you do it. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Okay. Yeah. I
1: take his word for it. But the
2: difference is. Like once I did it, and this is something I've learned over time and experience. The difference is, and I would say so before I went out there with the other guy. I go, look, you know, a good example. Okay, literally, The Rock and I worked in Texas in, Texas, in Dallas and had a cage match. Uh, I think you were there, and and we had a, uh, it just kind of happened where I climbed over the top of the cage, and he's hanging on to me, and he pulls me back in over the top of the cage he's standing on the top rope and we literally off the top of the cage in the top of the rope we do a suplex into the ring and i distinctly remember we're both laying there telling each other don't move just lay there just lay there just lay there and we kept repeating it to each other as we were laying there don't move don't get up don't move don't get up that's the problem today because all we did was we just did a suplex from the top rope off the top of the cage And we both laid there for God, I can't remember how long before we slowly started getting up. My problem is not he's 64. My problem is that Sting went, dove through that table, and I guarantee you, less than 30 seconds later, one of them was back on their fucking feet and was going and doing stuff again.
1: Yeah. So now,
2: what did that mean? Yeah. Again, risk and reward. You literally crap on you literally took a shit on the risk that you just got and you gave yourself so little reward because you were so impatient you had to get, because it's all about what you do, not about the consequence of what was done. Does that make any, I mean, I'm- It It makes
1: a lot of sense. There were two instances in Forbidden Door that I'm going to lay out there at you. And Jeff, you don't have Omega. You don't have that for Al, do you? Okay, Al, Jeff, do you, wait wait a minute, Al. We're still giving away from the original point. What, I know it doesn't matter if he's 64. Okay, I I, I hear what you're saying.
0: And, and a lot of the I, criticism I, 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 was because of his age. That's I'll, why, tell yeah. well,
1: I'll tell you why it matters to me if I'm 64. Just, just hear, listen, hear my point of view. Okay. To me, when you are a performer, right. um, when you are a performer, and I am going to use music as an example, okay? When I go to see a musician at an older age, Okay, I am paying a tick. I am paying for a ticket to literally be in the same building as that legend to see that legend. He has earned legendary status that I I, wait a minute. hear me out for a second that I know the guy does not have to perform like it was 20. John Cougar Mellencamp.
2: But when they do like my wife went and saw Rick Springfield. Okay, perfect example. He was all right. And she was. And if to this day, this was a couple of years ago, she went and saw him in concert, right? To this day, you bring up that, you bring up Rick Springfield, she'll tell you that she went and saw him. And the one thing she took away was, my God, it was like he's not lost a step. He's 70 some years old. He was playing with so much energy. He was all over the stage. He was, and you could tell he was enjoying it. And like we went, you know, my wife wanted to go, uh, I'll put the heat on her. We went to Air Supply concert, you know, and these guys, man. Let, let me Wait a
1: Excuse me, who Air Supply? You went to Air Supply?
2: Yeah, they had a lot of number one hits. Get off I, my back, yeah. Uh, okay, and the lead singer guy, you know, he looks like you know Bilbo Baggins at the end of you know uh, The Hobbit. I mean, just withered like a dried apple. Yeah. Right. But. They're up there busting ass on stage, and they're like, you know, energy wise, and they like enjoy like they're performing. You didn't think about their age, you know. You just thought about them, and th- again, that brings up the point: why? What does it matter if the if they're capable of performing on that level? What does it matter what their
1: age? I, th- I think is? if you're a I think if you're a legend and you've reached that status, you don't need to do that. Sting that, feels that Sting, I think Sting feels that he needs
2: to do that. I don't think he does. I, I agree, he doesn't. But the whether he's 64, or 54, or 44, it doesn't matter. If if it's done poorly and done for the wrong reasons, it don't matter what age you are. Listen, can I just say a personal question? We're, we're criticizing because, oh my God, he's 65. no, I, I didn't no, criticize I think at a all lot of it. the
0: perception from people is the older you get, the more fragile your body becomes.
2: Critic- I'll tell you right now. No, it don't. Actually, you get more calloused and more grizzled. My skin's like leather. My my joints are literally like you know uh, popcorn. I mean, it's just it's insane. Can I, I ask you, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah, sure. It's yeah. personal, Al. But
1: we've been doing we've known each other long enough. What I think I can ask you
2: more about you accuse me of farting. So it's, it's worse
1: than that. This is worse than that. I didn't just shit my pants. Now, listen, how old are you now? I'm 62. How old are you? I'm Basically 60 years old. Okay, and you could still perform in, yeah. in, the, in the sack. Yeah, you're good. No problem. You don't need no blue pills. You're good. You're good to go. No. Have there any uh, uh, hammer one home? You know, hammer, Okay. Have there any? Have there ever been some serious? Be up in it, You know what I mean? Just okay. Have there I ever have been some? System. Okay. <laughs> have there ever been some serious nights of passion? Call oh, very serious where your wife may have accidentally said hmm. oh rick rick oh rick
2: has that ever happened no no not yet okay i don't even know if she knows a guy named rick
1: rick springfield you just oh, told oh, a story yeah. hold on man. i'm booing you out of the building for you i just you just told a story just told the story
2: 37. Oh, I don't know if she knows the guy name. Right. Like in those nicest passion. your wife's like, oh, sting, oh, sting.
1: Yeah. All right. Get, go, Al, go get your head dropped. Go get dropped on your head a couple more times. All right. Listen, speaking of dropped on your head, Al. Right. Have you seen this? What? Oh, you've not seen this. Mm-mm. Go ahead. Jeff, I'm wondering now, based on what Al is saying, I would love to know at what time in the match this took place. It's very important. Based on what Al is saying, I would love to know. But Al, here's another case in point with, mm-hmm. with what you're saying. I, and Bro, you don't understand. I'm not criticizing Sting at all. I'm just saying, bro, you are an icon. And I'm paying
2: money you. to see you. You don't need that. to do that for me. I know that. You're not criticizing, but there are those people right, that brought up and it's like, what does that have to do with
1: it? Al, I'll give you a perfect example. Kenny Omega, they just had the forbidden door. Right.
2: And Brian Danielson. uh, Tell me if I'm wrong. Does that sound like the best 70s porno movie? It
1: does. It absolutely. Beyond the Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. Yeah. Remember
2: remember, remember what was it in Linda Lovelace? Behind the Green Door? No,
1: that wasn't Linda Lovelace. That was. uh, Oh, that was the Ivory Snow Mother. What was that? Was not Linda Lovelace? Who was that? Was the other big star back then? Uh, oh, jeez. Now, now you're going to make me look up behind the green door on yeah, this. Behind the show.
2: green door, so, like Forbidden Door, sounds
1: like a really bad. Uh, story. Hold on, let's let let's check out behind Remember the when green
2: they door. Had the, the, the '70s porn actually like had a script. They like tried to do them like a real movie.
1: Yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Behind the green door. Uh. Uh. Who? Where is she? Uh, Marilyn Chambers, bro. Oh, Marilyn Chambers, yes. Yeah. That was behind the green door.
0: Okay, uh, Al, here's the well, Okay, Jeff. according to this, he hit it, then hit two more moves, and then pinned him. So he hit two more moves after this. Okay, but here's
2: another. According case. to the
0: recap, if it's correct, yeah. Okay. Here's another
1: case in point, Al. Mm-hmm. Jeff, who did, uh, who did Danielson wrestle? Okada. Danielson's wrestling Okada uh, beyond the green door. <laughs> you know, during the match, Danielson breaks his arm and continues the match, and you never know he broke his arm. Okay. I'm just saying, bro, if you're breaking your arm in the middle of a match, are you not selling that arm? Through? You're going to
2: make believe I didn't break my arm? I don't understand no. that. Yeah, I mean, he probably, by all rights, number one, especially if the audience could tell that you broke your arm, use it. You know what I mean? That's
1: what I'm saying. And you could tell, but he didn't.
2: So, then, okay, play, you, play, play. Well, this clip. Why, I'll tell you why he didn't. Yeah. And This will sound insane, but I want you to understand. Go ahead. This is the way that the modern performer is. Do you know why he didn't sell his arm?
1: Because it wasn't part of the script. Because
2: it wasn't called. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't call it, so he didn't know how to then react and adjust and put it into the body of the match and now utilize that as the actual story. And how much drama could he really have gotten when the audience really knew he had broke his arm and now Okada would have went after his arm? You know what I mean? It would have yeah. been brilliant. And how much more business if he had survived and suffered and then at the very end, Okada got a hold of that arm and Danielson lost? Because I'm sure probably Danielson won. You know, and, but how much more business and the return once he's out and his arms healed, and then he and Wakana could work again. And Danielson went over at that point in time, but people don't think that way anymore. Yeah,
1: no, they don't.
0: Okay, you got the
2: clip, Jeff. Yeah, you got to add it back in.
1: Okay. This Just- is this this this, this is um, this is hard. To, this was hard for me to watch.
2: Holy shit!
0: Oh my god! Apparently, he was fine. That's what everybody's saying. Uh, I, I don't, I don't which, know how you're hopefully, fine
1: after that. Play it again, Joe. I don't know how you're fine after this, bro. Like,
0: oh, my God,
1: bro. Like, Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, Stevie Richards did a, a breakdown of this that will be up on our YouTube by the time people watch this. If people want more in-depth look at this. He's, he does the whole John Madden thing with the whiteboard, but that, that is a –
1: so what 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 goes haywire here al what 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 happened here
2: here's what happened uh, because when you move the human body, the only thing you're moving on your body and the only thing you're moving on the other p- person is you're just moving the hips what provides direction uh is is basically like your chin uh and and your your eyes um actually they have a scientific study that shows like if you're In a car crash, and you look away the direction you want to go, you're more likely to avoid the crash than if you are looking the direction of where you're actually heading to the crash. Um, Your body will react. So from the mechanics of what I was watching, he's got him hooked by the arms, and he lifts him up, gets his hips, gets – who took the bump on their head? Omega. Omega. So he's got Omega upside down, if you notice – the hips are up by the who's doing
1: it? Will Osprey. Okay, so stop Will. Her, got- okay, right here stop. is this? Are, are they awry already? Right here?
2: Not yet. Where? Okay. What Will has to do because uh, Omega's shoulders are where Will's hips are. And right. To do this safely, Will's got to pop his hips forward to pop Omega's shoulders out just enough to where he lands on the upper part of his back. Ah, got it. Okay. Not directly on the back of his head. He picks him up, but he doesn't have, because if you notice how his feet are further back from his hips, so his hips are already as far, are extended forward. So he's not, he's not back to where he can pop forward. Ah. Launch him out just a little as he drops him down. So he ends up dropping him straight down. And that's why he lands literally on the top in the back of his head. <sighs> now, what would
1: be the reason for not popping him out? The, the weight is too much or
2: what? The leverage in the weight and, and, and maybe a little bit of being exhausted, you know, too tired. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And got him up and, you know, and knew he was going to lose him and dropped him down. And, you know, it, it, they're just going to, you know, you can, t- you can advise them, you can tell them, you know they're going to tell. Uh, what do you know? The business changed. You don't know anything. It's different now. I, you know the fact that he had to do two more moves to him after that, include, you know as well, made that itself mean nothing. So why did you bother doing it in the first place? You know, now, I mean?
1: you you bring up a great point. You bring up a great point, and I, I want to um I want to ask you this, bro, because I've never heard this really talked about before. Yeah. You talked about. The point in the match where this takes place and these guys, you know, the way these guys go, they're exhausted at this point. Al, when you were, you know, in your prime and working, did you ever take that into account when laying out a match like, okay, bro, we're, we're 15 minutes in and now we're calling this spot. But because we're 15 minutes in, maybe I should think twice about calling this spot. Has, has that ever come into play for you?
2: Well, there, there were certainly there were conversations like that, you know, where you're like, well, man, I don't know. We, we're going to do something like that at that point that big. We better we better slow down and, you know, make sure we've got enough gas in the tank. So that Wow. We See, I, I I, would never even realize that, Al. No, I mean, and, and that, you know, uh, that was really I got to be 100% honest, like, that was kind of how things kind of fell into where I ended up buying OVW from Danny Davis because I had met my original partner, Chad Miller, who was the executive director of the Kentucky Boxing Wrestling Commission. Um, you know, we, I think we've briefly discussed this before. You know, and listen, I'm the last person that wants more regulation, you know what I mean, to answer to yet a governing body, okay? But we had, you know, so many, at that point in time that year, there were so many injuries, and there were even several deaths in the ring. And, I, you know, at that time, I had been wrestling a lot more, and I'm, I'm going around the independence. And let's face facts, okay, let's be honest. Professional wrestling is an aesthetic, it's a cosmetic business. You need to look At least, like, I don't care if you, you know, you don't need to look like a bodybuilder, but you need to look like you make your living in a combat, competitive combat situation. You could whip somebody's ass when you walk through the curtains. Okay, Okay. you've got to inspire that belief. When you walk through the curtain, you have to look like the part. All right? And uh, it wasn't that I had an issue about, it, it. you know, I did have an issue as far as the statusism was concerned. But the, the real issue was I'm looking at the majority of the people that are now quote-unquote professional wrestlers and in no way, shape, or form were they in any physical condition to, you know, truly respect and prevent an injury to either their opponent or themselves because at 14 minutes in a match or 10 minutes in a match or 8 minutes in a match, I'd see them out there trying to pull off that spot they had seen on Raw that week And they were looking forward to doing and they're fantasizing about doing in a match they were going to have on Saturday night. And the guys were so blown up and so out of, uh, out of gas that I knew somebody was going to get hurt, you know? And, and, and it's simply because we literally have no standards anymore. As far as entrance into this business at one point in time, like back when I first broke in, like, it was similar like the NFL. I mean, you, you had to earn your way in. I mean, being an NFL football player meant something. Mm-hmm. Being a professional wrestler now doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. Because anybody, any person could literally walk off the, out of the stands, step over the rail, and put on a pair of boots and tights and they're a professional wrestler. Well,
1: that's on, that's on the industry, though. That's our fault.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely, 100%. Yes, it is. And, and and it's on these commissions, too. These commissions, you know, my wife is a licensed masseuse, and, and in any state in the union, you know, if you're a licensed masseuse or a licensed uh, mortician, you're a licensed barber, a licensed, uh, you know, uh, hairdresser, whatever it is, a licensed profession, they all have to go to a state-accredited school They have to go to be taught by state accredited, state approved trainers. They have to complete a certain amount of state approved hours of training. They then have to have a certain amount of residency hours, and then they have to then go take a test before they can even have a license and claim that they are an actual professional, whatever it is. As a professional wrestler, whether it's in Missouri, it's in Maryland, whether it's in New York, Louisiana, it's in South Carolina, Kentucky. Those commissions, you pay your money, you're done. You take it Now you take a physical and you pay your money and you're done. And that's it. It's just a money grab by the commission because if they actually really wanted to ensure the safety and the security of the performers, they would require certain standards that have to be met before you can consider yourself to be a professional. I actually went and spoke at... The board of directors for the commission here in the state of Kentucky back in 2018, and their concern was, oh, well, we're going to lose a lot of people that are going to buy a license. Well, yeah, you are, but the quality of the performer is going to go up, which means the quality of the performance is going to go up, which means the quality of the shows will go up, which means you'll end up getting more shows ran because more people now will be willing to attend because they'll get their money that they paid for to see. And they won't do it. Yeah, and yeah. we the wrestlers just go. You know, anybody can have a school. It doesn't matter the length of, uh, of experience, or the amount, or the time. Anybody can have a school, and anyone can go pay their money, and anyone can walk right in the door, and anyone can be trained, and they all do. You know, yeah.
1: yeah. It's, I, th- yeah. I, I think I think that's it's such an insult. Eating. I think it is. It's, it's, it's to insulting. the boys to the business when, like you said. Anybody can be a professional wrestler now.
2: Used to, I always use this. If you want, you can look it up on YouTube. It was a monster. Remember that that website, monster.com? It was a hiring website.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah. Greatest analogy I can give you that's happened to the wrestling business, okay? Professional tennis match, and these two players are playing, and they're just going back and forth. Boom, boom. All of a sudden, two other people join and are starting to play, and it's like these guys on the court are like, what the hell? And the game starts getting a little juggity. Here come two more. Here come two more. And then you pan back and you just see people filtering out of the stands and now onto the court and are now fans that are now playing the game. And the game is destroyed. Because now everybody that used to sit in the stands are now on the court and no longer are they're just two high-paid, high-profile professional tennis players. It's anybody can do it. And that's what's happened to professional wrestling. And you now, because of that, you're going, and I'm not claiming that Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega are just two guys that jumped over the rail, but this mindset of let's increase the risk and, and do it for minimal reward. You're going to see, you know, thank God this, you know, Kenny Omega didn't get, you know, because he could have on that. He could have, it could have destroyed his life. I mean, one, it could have ended his life because just like what was the guy, the kid's name and impact that, had the hangman's break that luckily it went this way with a certain vertebra instead of this way, which would have severed his spinal cord and would have had instantaneous death. Tell me that bump right there couldn't have done the same thing. And you know, so not only could Kenny Omega have suffered complete quadriplegic situation, right? At the minimum, a paraplegic, he could have easily just gotten that hangman's break because it's right there at that base of the neck where that one cervical goes, pushes forward, and (laughs) severs the spinal spinal cord and could kill him. And for what? It took two more moves to beat the guy after that? Yeah. I mean, seriously? And when, when did that start? You know what I mean? Where you've got to do your finish, and it takes five times that you do your finish before you finally beat the guy. How does that get the guy who's winning over? All that does is gets the guy that did the job over, that did the favor over. And that doesn't do real business. It actually buries the finish, and then it buries the person using it. You know what I mean? And, hey, Bro. look, if I'm, if I'm the guy facing you after you had to do your finish five times in a row to beat this guy, brother, you're going to have to do it at least five times to me. Bro, I swear. You they ain't beat ju- beating me with one. If, if it took you five of your finish to beat this guy, you ain't beating me with one.
1: Yeah. Bro, I swear to God, this is the WWE now. This is the top standard, you know, in wrestling. Bro, they just had a match on Monday. You know who Gunther is?
2: Yeah, and they, okay. they, they, ruined, him. Oh, they bro, ruined him. Bro, bro, bro. Let that me. Guy could have been Vince. I'm sorry, that guy. You know, could have. He could have been up. He could have made a, been an opponent for Brock. That guy could have gave Roman a run. He could have been up there. They have him in there taking bumps and getting thrown around by Kevin Owens and Sami
1: Zayn. He's done. Bro, he could not. Sami Zayn was taking everything this guy could throw on him. And and I'm looking at, like you said, I'm looking at Sami Zayn's physique. Bro, Sami Zayn, I'm 62. Sami Zayn has no more definition in his arms than I do as a 62-year-old man. And this guy's, Gunther's hitting him with everything. Bro, you know the clothesline where you do the flip in midair? Bro, he pops out he kicks
2: out on that. That's Gunther's fault, but Gunther was never taught to protect himself.
1: Yeah. Gunther
2: Gunther is saying yes to stuff he should never say. Never, never. He needs to be aware, and he has to know, and yet... And, they, and that's where the agents come in because they're supposed to be there to kind of see the bigger picture and to, through their experience, protect these guys from making those types of mistakes. And they don't, you know, and they don't. And the reason they don't is because at the, this time right now, Sammy's probably got a little bit of stroke because he's off this popular run. And, you know, Sammy's calling all this shit. Because why? Because it makes Sammy look good. Yep. Ricky Morton just told a story about how he wanted to go work. I forget, uh, he worked with somebody and uh, the guy didn't want to put him up. you know, Killer Krupp, Killer Krupp didn't want to, want to put him up. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, and uh, he was working for Jared and Krupp was being difficult. And so uh, Ricky was like, you know, you know, do whatever, you know, I'll just roll you up. And uh, Krupp hit him with every big move and Ricky called every big move for him to him with him. And he just kept kicking out. And then just rolled Killer up and walked out. And Jerry's like, Well, apparently uh, uh, I can tell uh, Killer didn't want to work with you. He goes, Nope, but you know what? Who came out looking best in that match? Killer did all his moves to me, and all I did was kick out on each one, and I still went over. And, uh, you know, Sami Zayn, hell, if I'm, you know, if I'm Sami Zayn, I'll go, Yeah, hit me with that. Hit me with this. Hit me with the next thing. I'll just kick out. Now all you've done is you've buried Gunther, you've buried all of his offense, and you've gotten yourself over.
1: Yep.
0: Yep. Sad, man. All right, Jeff, let's hit some news, man. Do we have a news item for Al? Yeah, we discussed last week Collision's premiere getting 816,000. Well, for week two, they lost 27% of that down to 595,000. Really? Man, that's dramatic. And
2: in a very short window of time. I mean, let's be honest. That's not a good indicator. You know, a a, a significant, nearly a 30% drop in only a week's time from the debut. I mean, that you did not do. And again, let's keep in mind the criticism, the critique comes from I love wrestling. It's all I've ever done. I need I need AEW to survive and to thrive. I need it to be a viable, continue to be a viable opposition to WWE. And they're not doing it. I mean, that's...
1: Al, here's the critique. Let, 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 let's freaking be honest, bro, with, with the Booker of the Year. Here, here's the critique, Al. You and I have both booked. Okay, Al? That happens to us. Okay, bro, that happens to us where there's a 27% decrease. You and I are going back and looking at that show and saying, where did we F up? That, that's what we are doing immediately. Booker of the Year is not doing that. He's not doing that at all. I promise you, bro, this guy is such a mark and he's booking matches that he wants to see. And when there's a 27% drop off, he's not even asking the question, what happened? He's going right on to the next week, bro. That's the issue. Period. End of story. Why? Because he's not a true writer and he's not a true booker. He's a fan that's booking matches that he wants to see. If that were us, Al, we would be beating the shit out of ourselves looking at every minute of that show. Where did we lose them? What do we have to do different next week? He doesn't do any of that. Come
2: on, man. Yeah. I mean, and, and that concerns me because again, that, you know, the health and welfare of the company is the health and welfare of the overall wrestling business. You know, we, we can't afford quite honestly, as far as perception within the major television networks, yet again, another national wrestling show failing and falling off the radar and yet, because that all that does is create the perception that the one and true only viable wrestling product out there is WWE. And that wrestling itself as a whole is not a viable television product anymore, unless it comes from the almighty WWE. I mean, that, you know. That is-
1: Al, somebody somebody did the math this week because they put it up online. Think about this, Al. You, you know numbers. You know the business. Bro, somebody added up the three three uh AEW shows. So you got Dynamite, Collision, and um what's the other one? Rampage. Rampage. Three shows. Al total viewership, one point eight million million viewers for three shows. Bro the, do the math, bro. That's an average of six hundred thousand people per show. Do the do do the math.
2: I told you, I mean, with the number one Hollywood movie star in the world, The Rock. All right. The helm you know, after three seasons where the rock started at 3 million dropped to 2 million dropped to 1 million and they canceled the theory. You know what I mean? And that was what the rocks think tied to it. Yeah. You know I, I mean, that's not good. It's just not. And again, and I can't, again, I can't emphasize enough. I mean, it's not, we're not, I don't think you, and I, you know, I know definitely not me and I can't get, you know, Jeff's always ambivalent. Um, But, you know, we're bringing this up and we're having this conversation because it's a concern as far as for the overall wrestling business. It's not like we're just bagging on AEW. We're not just bagging on Tony Khan. We're concerned because the health and welfare of the wrestling business as a whole because nothing in the wrestling business lives in a bubble. It directly affects everyone else. And until we get this under control, you know, I... Until we get the until we get these performers at the end of the day, it's not really, it's not Tony Khan's responsibility. It's not Vince's responsibility. It is the performer's responsibility. And until we can somehow shift these performers from stopping being performers for each other and start again with their only concern being to Give that guy who brought his family and spent his money to do nothing more than just forget about his troubles and his aggravations and believe, believe in who they are and believe in why they're doing what they're doing. Until that happens, I don't care what you put three letters together. I don't care what you're going to do. And look, I don't care how you go about doing it. my criticism of sting is not about his age and anything else. It's about the fact of why he did it, which was to impress people backstage. It was to impress the people that are going to write a report. It was to impress people that were all going to buy a ticket. Anyways, he was not going to, you know, that guy with the family of four that's sitting there, and once Sting has done this di- amazing dive and crashed through a bunch of tables, and literally 15 seconds later, one or bo- both of them are back up again, punching and kicking. That guy's going to be like, "Well, that was bullshit." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Uh, it, you sh- it, you're not going to lay there and act like you died from that, and then now we can see you struggle and fight, and now I care, and, brother. That's what I want. I don't want just your cool moves and awesome stuff. Because if that's the case, because I, I've brought this up before, you know, if if everything's changed, right, you know, and, and nobody's ever been able to answer this question, maybe the two of you can. If what these people say is true, it's different now. You know, we're no longer selling the idea of it being a competition. We're not selling, you know, nobody cares. You know, they don't buy that. It, it, now it's, it's different now. Well, okay. So you're no longer selling the finish. You're telling me you're selling something else. What are you selling? Well, you know, it's 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 about the athleticism, about the moves. It's you know, it's about the work rate. Still don't know what the fuck that is. All right, about the work rate. Okay, okay, I get it. Okay, answer me this. Okay, number one, why do I even have a referee out there in the ring with you then? But we both both know you're going to ignore him the entire time. You're going to just do what you want to do in front of him. So why do I even have him out there? And why are we? Why are we? You know, he's out there to count the pin. Why? You're telling me that no one believes it anyway, so why are you pinning somebody or trying to get them to submit? Why won't you just go out there, do your stuff, and then we'll judge who won by applause? You guys can take a bow, and then whoever gets the loudest amount of applause wins. That way I can save money. I don't need to buy, I don't need to pay for a referee to be out there. Yeah. Two. Why am I paying for two commentators to sit out there and, and talk about you in your match as if it's an actual sporting event. Like it's a real competitive sporting event that we're watching. And that, and that win and loss actually means something when you're telling me that nobody buys that anyways, and you're not even really on the same page with the commentators because your actions don't match up with what they're telling the audience. So why am I paying these two commentators to be out there to do all of that? Well, you know what, we'll just get rid of them and, Again, we'll go to the formula of you guys have your entrance and then we'll, you know, by applause, who determined. Well, lift up the signs like in the Olympics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Three. If what you say is true, it's changed. It's no longer Then why do we have titles? I mean, those, those titles, those belts are very expensive. They're not cheap. So why am I spending the money to have you competing and aspiring to go up for something that we all know is bullshit anyways? I it's contradictory to what you're telling me. So let's just do away with the titles. Last thing, most important: if what you say is true, if what you re- if you really believe what you're telling me that it's all changed, it's all different, that win and loss bullshit, they don't buy that anymore. All right. Then explain to me why, when I ask you to lose, you get the boo-boo face and walk around. (laughs) Explain to me why you're going to call me and ask me, uh, you know, I just want to know what, you know, what what direction we're going with me now. Uh, Explain to me why you, you know, you whisper in the locker room about, well, you know, man, they're beating me, you know, and uh, I think they're just trying to bury me by beating me, you know. If if what you say is true, you believe what your focus is on everything you do, not about why you do it, then why do you care? Yeah. That's so hypocritical and so contradictory. Yeah. And 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 so we all we are on we all understand my criticism, my critique is not about what you do or how you do it. It is at the end of the day, were you able to sell me, an audience member, on the belief that, oh my God, that guy just dove on that other guy through the table. How's that guy that just got dove on going to survive and be able to win this match? Or are either one of them ever going to be able to get back in the ring of time to even have the match finish? Not, hey, that was amazing. That was cool. 10 seconds later, we're on to another fucking move.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh my, you know, why are you dropping a guy literally on his head? Why? Because it looked cool, and it was going to make him believe in the move it, itself that much more, but literally two and a half seconds later, he kicked out as if nothing happened. I, you've got me completely befuddled.
1: Al, can you imagine, like, th- this sums up exactly what Al is saying. Think about this, Al, because there, you know, I was there, bro. I was there, bro. I could not wait, uh, bro, uh, for the, uh, you know, coming off of the heels of Rocky. I could not wait for Rocky Two, bro. And I was in Smith Haven Mall, uh, that movie theater, for the very first showing of Rocky Two.
2: Was that the mall that had the Triple X theater in it, too?
1: No. Now, listen. Can you imagine? This is exactly what Alice say. Think about this, bro. Because Jeff, the I've never been in since that day. I have never been in a movie theater where there was more. More audience response, yes. Than what was happening? Never in my life since then. But now, my point is exactly what Al is saying. Could you imagine at the end of the of that film, the double knockout
2: and Rocky and Creed jumping right back to their feet? Before the count? Of, before count of ten, Right. They both go back Can you imagine nine, nine and three quarters are back up and then they start punching like nothing happened? Bro, the drama. Of that
1: ten seconds, you had to hear that freaking audience, and then when when Creed falls at nine, bro, the place you could have blown the roof. That's what Alice. That's right. exactly what Al is said. It's that basic, Al.
2: But Vince, things have changed. Oh. The audience doesn't buy a ticket for that shit no more. They don't do that,
1: bro. After after beating beating Sami Zayn's ass for ten minutes, Gunther frog splashes him from the top rope, and Sami Zayn kicks out. And 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 you expect me to be believing this?
2: Well, you expect me now to believe that Gunther is going to be a threat to Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns or any of the other top guys now. No, no, not gonna happen. All
1: right, Al, listen, let's talk about. We got the Netflix thing happening.
2: Literally, Gunther just, yeah, with the help of others, with Sami Zayn and everybody else, just buried himself.
1: Like you said, you said this last week, Alan. I even brought it up on one of his shows because you said it. it, it, If that happened and Hulk Hogan was still the WWE champion, you think Hulk Hogan's working with Gunther after that? No way in hell, bro.
2: I'll tell you right now, he might, but he ain't going to work the match that he would have to try to draw money. He'd work it to where he just beats Gunther and that'd be it. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely, you, man. You, and you have to know how to they – don't, they don't know how to think business anymore. You right. know what I mean? Yes, yeah. yes. I, I was talking to – had an hour conversation, literally, I think it might have been yesterday or the day before, with one of the talent here, right? And he's working, he's champion for Booker T, which we'll probably say who he is, right? He's champion, and EC3's working in Booker T's thing right now. And, you know, Billy's got him as the National Heavyweight, NWA National Heavyweight Champion. So, you know, I'm, you know, he's like asking, for, he's getting all nervous and neurotic about his direction here, you know. And, and, uh, and uh, he's, you know, we're talking and I'm trying to explain to him about, you know, how to pitch ideas. I said, well, you know, he's like, oh, I got an idea for me and EC3 to work, Uh, you know, do something. I go, oh, really? What, what are you, what are you thinking? He goes, well, you know, we both have the same trainer and uh, we're both really built really good. And we both have great bodies and, uh, and he's a champion. I'm a champion. I go, I'll never draw. Nobody gets that, but you, you know what I mean? Like, he understands any of that. Like, we need to know who you are and why we want to, see, you know, why and you know, and understand that EC3 is the guy that we don't want to see win because he's a dick, and you're a guy that we kind of like, and we want to support you. And now it's title versus title, and I said Billy's not going to let you beat EC3 for the, the national title. So doing good business would mean you put EC3 over. And let him beat you for your title so that now you can chase him and eventually get it back, which will get you more over.
1: But they don't think that way. No, they don't, bro. They don't.
2: The, the whole idea for this angle was, well, you know, we both have the same trainer. Nobody knows you have the same trainer and nobody cares. I mean, yeah. nothing to anyone but you. And we both kind of have great bills. Yeah. <laughs> <So what? laughs>
1: I swear to God, Al, I can't tell you how many times again, the WWE, I swear to God, there's three way matches. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I always ask, honestly, okay, bro, you got three guys in the ring. Please tell me why I care about any of them. And, And there's never an answer. There's no reason for me to care about the baby face. There's no reason for me to boo the heel because, bro, they're just going out there and having a match.
2: Right. They don't say, I'm telling you, I cannot say, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. These people, these performers sell you what they do. Okay. They do not, like they used to, sell you who they were and why they did it. That's it. Yep. the only thing you sell in a wrestling match is the finish. The only thing an audience is caring about and wanting to believe in is the finish. That's it. They don't care about your moves. They're going to forget about those as soon as they happen and especially because you're going to go right to the very next thing as soon as the last thing happened. I mean that's just what you're going to do yeah and that, and that again was my critique and my criticism of both the Kenny Omega play spot. And the dive through the tables, and all the videos we watch of all the ridiculousness that happens these days, is because it's all about the what. Yeah. Yep. They've become so detached from the, ultimately the intent and the consequence of why you did it. Yep. Nobody cares. They think, and the reason that's the case is because they are solely performing for each other. Yeah. They it's not about you getting your money's worth. It's not about you believing anymore. because we just we know you're not going to believe in it anyway. So we're not even to attempt to try it. We're just going to entertain each other so we can go back and they go, wow man, that was really fun. That was cool. you really took that great bump. That's why we bump each other on the ring apron. Because nobody in the audience knows that ring apron is more dangerous and more hard than you or the other guys backstage. But that's why we do it because it's not to impress the audience, because no sooner than we dropped you on a piece of concrete, which was the ring apron, you jumped right back up and did five more moves to your opponent. <laughs> he's There's looking for something. Stings, stings <laughs> the ladder, through those tables to not impress the audience. He did it to impress all of the guys in the locker room. And he should know better with the amount of experience and time he's had in the business. Right. But he's gotten now caught up in the... You know,
1: let's wrestle for each other, bubble. So, now hold on, I'm looking for something for you, man. Because you you're
2: forgetting- so rude. I
1: literally yeah, no, 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 this is to help you. You're looking you're at, you're
2: over there, just looking at your little
1: buttons. You're looking, uh, you're, you're forgetting something very important. Uh, I'm looking for he my said, clip.
0: It. He said it's to help you.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm <laughs> looking for my clip where Dave Meltzer says, <laughs> uh, where Dave Meltzer says, <laughs> if they tip. get. If they get a seven star match, it's going to be great for wrestling.
2: It'll be great for wrestling.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right, Alice, f- screw that. I want to talk about this Netflix gimmick. Uh, well, we can't talk
2: about it yet because it
1: oh, – okay, we can't. It's kayfabe. All right, let, let's talk about everything else. You you better have new dates. I keep
2: asking for new uh, dates. Oh, 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 so pump the brakes. Comedy comedy tour rolls on. Premiere. Yes streaming network tomorrow well it'll be tonight friday june 30th debuting on the premier streaming network is my comedy special from zanies in chicago
0: how do they get to that how do they get to yeah how do we get this it's
2: on the premier streaming network. All they got to do is they got to get on the premier streaming network and they can buy it as a pay-per-view. Or if you already have a subscription, you can get it for as part of your subscription. What are the
1: chances of us watching it together and me critiquing your comedy?
2: Oh, a hundred (laughs) percent. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. All right. Great. Be More than happy to. Yeah. Right now. Some of my humor is a little high Brown. It's probably going to right over your head. So, Oh, my God. Hey, Al, my good
1: friend's coming no, to
2: visit Jeff, you today, isn't it? Jeff can kind of help us. Oh, God,
1: please. the jokes Unmute his mic. Hey, Al, my good friend's coming to visit you today, isn't it?
2: Oh, Ron Harris, yeah. Yeah,
1: my good friend. When's the last time you've seen Ronnie? God,
2: it's, been, it's been, well, it was... Uh, Probably TNA, right? Flair. No, the Flair show, Flair's Last Match. Oh,
1: oh, oh, he was there? Th- oh, well, yeah, he's in Tennessee, well, so well, yeah. Donnie,
2: Donnie runs the... Um, this, the, the, what you
1: call it there? The arena. Yeah, I, I got to ask you a serious question. All right. To this day, for as long as you've known them and work with them, uh, if they were both standing in front of you and did not say a word, would you be able to know who's who? No. Okay, I, I bro, is that not unbelievable? I, bro, I've known these guys since '94. I, I don't know who's who.
2: I know. I mean, literally. Like, you know, they remember when they were like, you know, oh, when they cloned a sheep in a Petri dish, I literally a <laughs> brothers,
1: you know. Bro, every time I talk to them, I have to say, your brother, your brother, your yeah. brother, because I can't call them by you name. Know,
2: bro or Don, because you don't know which one is it.
1: It's unbelievable, man. Uh,
2: that was incredible. like the, the Shane twins that were in. Yes,
1: uh, yes, the- yes, yes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's unbelievable.
2: I have a story about the Shane twins. The wrong twin grabbed the baby face. Oh, my God. That was the excuse I was given. So here, uh, real briefly, right? They're working with Kenny Dykstra and uh, Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nimeth and uh, Kenny whatever at the time, right? And, you know, Kenny and Nick, good. The match is just, just bad. So bad that Jim Cornette is sitting. It's a dark match, and he's already on the mic. And you can hear, oh goddamn shit! What the hell's that, god boy? You know, just cussing up a storm. So the finish happens, and it's a it's a simple finish. Uh, Shane Twin Number One gets knocked out on the floor, right? And uh, Shane Twin Number Two, uh, oh the, the Nick Nimeth and Shane Twin Number One get knocked out on the floor, and they're fighting on the floor. Shane Twin Number Two is supposed to grab Kenny around the waist. Shane Twin Number One is going to stop Nick, slide in the ring go to clothesline Kenny, Kenny ducks, clothesline his partner, Nick slides in, drop kick Shane number one, and Kenny covers Shane number two, one, two, three. That's pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. So the first part happens, Shane twin number one and, and Nick are on the floor. Shane twin number two is in the ring. He grabs Kenny in a full Nelson. And Nick, <laughs> Shane twin number one slides in and I know something's going to miss as I'm watching it. And I see Shane twin number one kind of lifts up his forearm, looks and goes and shrugs his shoulders like goes to run across to strike Nick. Nick bends over. Of course it pulls the other twin down. And now Shane twin number one just skims the bald head of Shane twin number two. Shane twin number two now. And then stops, like hits the brakes right behind him. chain twin number two stands erect as if a 220-volt cable was shoved up his ass. And then looks to the right, looks to the left. And like from the grassy knoll, somebody <laughs> shot him, and he just falls. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed like twin number one. Him covers him. Jimmy explodes. Goes oh, my up. God. He goes around the corner, goes in the room, shuts the door. Don't know why. The entire arena could hear it. I still, to this day, will never forget this. It was, oh, my God. That's here they come back in. Jimmy begins to just lay into them verbally at the top of his lungs, right? He's just the best term I could hear. He was like, after everything these people have been subjected to over the years in this building, they actually scoff, booed you. I can't believe they found you did something so bad that they never seen before to where they <laughs> you. the best it, it gets better. He proceeds to <laughs> as if like a GPS unit had went and malfunctioned.
0: I don't know how he does
2: it. I really don't. Jimmy gave them turn. I mean, literally turn by like you could write it out. Turn by turn directions out of the parking lot to the front door the <laughs> to the training center in McDonough, Georgia. Every exit, every turn to get on the highway, what highways to take, what go, where. Oh where my God. Know, to where, what exit in Georgia, What where you turn right and left, all the way, right up to the parking lot of McDonough, Georgia. It was amazing to listen to. That uh, is incredible. So we, we, you know, Jimmy and I are like, you know, what happened, whatever. This epitomizes the thought process today, right? Because remember when I you know I said, well they you know he broke his arm and you said he you know Danielson broke his arm and they didn't sell it during the match. Well they didn't call it. Keep in mind the Shane twins like the Harris brothers are what? You can't tell them apart.
1: Right, 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 right.
2: So we go through the whole thing, you know, hey, you know and then the one old, the one sheen twins always making excuses, or whatever. And I'm not knocking them. I mean, it, it just, it's a funny story. You know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> I mean. That just a funny story. Yeah. So I go, oh, okay, I understand, you know, this, that, the other thing, but what happened on the finish? I mean, it was such a simple thing. What happened on the finish? The wrong twin grabbed the baby face. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Why? Yeah, <laughs> the identical twin grabbed the baby face. I'm like, are you insane? <laughs> <laughs> I can paint one of you red and the other one blue. It doesn't matter at that point. I, you know, you look exactly alike, right?
1: No. Right. Oh my god, bro.
2: But because they called it a certain
1: yes, way, yes, yeah,
2: yeah, it had to happen that way. Oh my case. god, they, they just completely exposed the business. That
1: is too funny, bro.
2: That right. is. Too funny. It's oh, bro, I'll, I'll and, do, you know, I'm not. I, they're all, they're wonderful guys. They really are, and I'm not saying it to put throw them under the bus or anything. I just just tell the story because it's a funny story. That's a hysterical story. It's well, I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna funny tell you the story. only thing. Uh, the only We're thing I. Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. The funny funny,
2: go ahead. story is literally Jimmy sounding like a GPS that just went oh, and- Of
1: course, of course, and, yes. You
2: know, you are got to go out here on Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are going to go down to poplar level. You're going to take the, you know, he had every, I
1: mean. Oh, my God, that's classic. Well, I'm going to give you the only thing I've learned over the years, a little helpful hint, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Donnie has the skinnier neck. Mm. Donnie's got like a little bit of an ostrich neck, and Ronnie's head is right on his shoulders. Bro, that's the only way I know the difference.
2: Uh, Tell me, uh, those two guys, I mean, you know, because for people who don't know Ron and Don Harris, I mean, they're both like 6'8", and back in the day, they were probably 320, right? Just Jack and they would fight. Anyone?
1: Oh my God, bro! (laughs) I I I,
2: help you if you any you do anything to either one of them because the other one's coming. I'm telling you right
1: now, bro. There was one of the you know real short, bro. I swear to God, one of the brothers got jumped in a bar in Florida. Yeah, got this shit kicked out of him. Drove from Florida to Tennessee. The other brother. Jumped in the car, yeah. no questions asked. Yeah. They drove right back down the Florida. The two of them here's the bar. It was over. Yeah. It was over. It was. They're, they're the real deal, bro. That, oh, that's the real deal, bro. They're awesome too. I mean, oh, they're, they're, the best, they're, 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 they're the best, bro. They're
2: the best, bro. I, I mean, swear. That, to, that's a statement of character. I mean, you you drive all the way up. Your brother, not not even second. Not even a word.
1: Bro, I swear to God, out. I'll never forget this, man. This is one of my favorite stories. I'll be real quick. But anyway, bro, it was the early days in the fairgrounds. Yes. And we we were doing sports entertainment extreme, bro. And the gimmick was a lot of it was um, uh, improvised. Like, in other words, bro, the boys didn't even know I was in the state of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. the only ones that knew you know jeff owned it and and the harris brothers would bring me in and out they were the only ones so bro this show would be going on and vince Russo comes walking through the back door and nobody knows i'm coming okay so bro i'm out there waiting at the back door you know waiting for the harris brothers to come get me and all of a sudden i'm out there and i hear roddy piper music and entrance Okay, now Jeff kayfabed me. So now, bro, I'm on the outside. Nobody knows I'm at the building. Piper starts cutting a promo, and he doesn't know. He don't know I'm there. I don't know he's there. Piper starts cutting the promo. The Vince Russo killed Owen Hart promo. So he's going on and on and I'm listening to this on the outside and I'm saying, bro, the, the, the the only person that's going to shut this guy up is if I go out there. So bro, his back is turned to my back entrance. I walk into the ring, get in the corner, Piper turns around and I'm right there. He don't have a clue, bro. He don't have a clue. Now you, you got to understand me bro, I don't know what this guy's going to do to me. I, I He just needs to stop with the own heart shit. Like it's, it's, it's like ridiculous. So I don't know what he's going to do. And, 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 you know, like I'm, I'm really thinking through my head, like, okay, bro, do I just try to leg dive him? Because like, that's the only shot I'll have, you right. know, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. He didn't know what to do. Right. right. So bro, he kind of comes over to me and he kind of like, you know, paint me. Okay. Right. But he leaves, right? So now now I'm not leaving. Now I'm in the F you Jeff mode. You're gonna kayfabe me F you. Bro, here come the Harris voice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So they come and bro, they're trying so hard not to let and I'm hot. I'm yeah. hot. And bro, I'm like, bro, you you go back there, you tell Jeff. Go F himself, bro. And, bro, this is when there was the live pay You tell Jeff, go F himself. I ain't leaving this room. You want to kayfabe me, go F yourself. So, bro, they're, they're trying to keep a straight face, and they're kind of left. So they go, and they come back, and they say, Vince, you, gotta go. you, you, you got to go. Jeff says you got to go. You got to leave. I said, bro, I ain't going to anyone. Bro, to this day, because I can't tell the both of them apart. Yeah. Bro, one of them put me in a chokehold. Yeah. And I am telling see, people think that shit's fake. No. Al, I was blacked out in two seconds. Mm-hmm. I was, I that that never happened to me in my life. I'm I'm in his face saying, F you F Jeff, I ain't going nowhere. He boom, boom. Like two seconds how I was asleep, and I'm like. These guys, are the, these guys know what they're doing, bro. Yeah, yeah. hype okay. on you. To oh worry. my God, bro! Like yeah, this, point. I'll never forget it. All right, Al. Listen, let's talk about the
2: only accredited school, OVW, uh, the okay. new
1: shows, the streaming. Go ahead,
2: bro. Yeah, uh, OVW wrestling is on tonight, Thursday night, uh, from seven p.m. to nine p.m. live on Fight. Bro,
1: you know Ronnie Harris didn't believe me about a hundred million homes. Oh, I know. Right, he didn't believe. It. I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, he's in a hundred million homes, bro. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I the the talent themselves. I just had <laughs> one of uh, her name's Tiffany Devens, right? She's originally from Puerto Rico, and she's like, oh wow, uh, um, you know, I had some friends they live in Puerto Rico, and they called me and they said they're watching me on TV down there. How's that happen? I go because I keep telling you, <laughs> we literally. We're like the, one of the number one rated shows in Puerto Rico on the RC, uh, the Lily Network. It puts us in Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, the Bahamas, Guam. Uh, what are you not getting? Like <laughs> 100 million homes across the country, and yet you think we're only airing here in Louisville. I, I, we're on Fight TV. It's got 8 million subscribers all around the world. You don't think people are seeing you? I mean, what are you not getting? Yeah yeah i really you know but we're on fight tv every every live every thursday night from 7 p.m to 9 p.m eastern but then we're on next level sports we're on the lily network we're on the rcn network We're on game plus we're on yta we're on action channel we're on about eight different national networks that all combine will help us reach broadcast wise and cable wise 100 plus million homes i mean that legitimately is the number of combined of these, you know, cause like YTA reaches like 48 million homes and action channel reaches another, you know, 20 or 30. And you add all that up. It's over a hundred million homes. Yeah. You know, game plus is a streaming network that, you know, Anthem owns. And we're in all of Canada on that, on game plus in, in the Northern United States. I mean, these people just don't get it. And yeah. why? Because the newsletters aren't reporting it and putting it over. So therefore, Ovw must not be anything. You're yeah. here, you idiot. You're on it every week. You know. Yeah,
1: and, and just the uh, people. People don't understand, bro. The work that goes into forget about the hundred million homes yeah. getting all those outlets. People don't understand that, Al. That's like that's, that's years of work. And then keeping them every Keep, week. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't
2: draw numbers, you ain't staying on
1: yep yep i mean yeah
2: i go what about the school you can go to ovwrestling.com you can actually find out where we're at on in 100 million homes uh if you have interest at ovw academy then you can go to ovwacademy.com we've talked about this numerous times we're on the cutting edge of uh wrestling training uh any from rope work to uh you know, apron work you know, <laughs> uh, you know fire.
1: Bro, bro, hold on. I got to interrupt you again. Light bulb work. Ow, my my dad's 92 years old. Yeah. And I never talked to him about wrestling or any of my podcasts or anything, but he's always asking questions. I don't want to talk to my 92-year-old dad about wrestling, okay? Yeah. So he's forever... Going on YouTube, trying to find something of me. He doesn't even know what he's looking for. Okay. So I
2: get a call this because week. Check out like America's Most Wanted because they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get a call this week. Ben, Ben, you're not going to
1: believe it. You're not going to believe it. I saw you on the YouTube. I saw you on the YouTube. You were on there. You were on there with this guy named Al Snow. And you were cracking up because he was talking about something called rope work. What's rope work? My 92-year-old dad wants to know what rope work is. (laughs) Hey, I'm with your dad. I want to know what the going is, too. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm sorry you interrupt. Uh, I'm teaching it at the only
2: uh, accredited <laughs> by the state office proprietary education for uh, professional wrestling. sports. And you sports
1: just sports. added a fluorescent light bulb work, right? That oh, was just added.
2: Uh, we're we're on the cutting edge. We're going to LEDs, so they <laughs> <laughs> save a lot more energy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you know that's a thing of the past. The fluorescent tubes. We're going green. We're gonna use. <laughs> If you're going right, to over somebody's head, it better be it, you know better be good for the uh,
1: economy, for the environment. Environment, yes. All right, go ahead. Al. What else is going on with you? Uh,
2: if you want to watch my comedy special live, or not live, yes. but it'll be uh, Friday night, uh, June thirtieth. That's uh, either if you're watching this today, it'll be tomorrow night. If you're watching it on uh, tomorrow, then it's tonight, um, June thirtieth, eight p.m. Premier uh, Premier Streaming Network. Uh and you can go on and get it as a pay-per-view, or if you already subscribe, you can get it on as a subscription. Uh Myself and my partner, David Vox Mullen, we were at Zany's Comedy Club, the original Zany's in Chicago, and we had a great time and had a great show.
1: I'm taking, I'm, take, I'm uh, watching that and taking notes. Take notes, take notes.
2: I was like, this morning, you know, I got up before we did this, and Jessica her really strange question. She was like, you know, what's your ringtone? I was like, well, I, I've never really looked. I think it's brown. I mean, what color is yours?
1: all right now what, what about the book what about the comic you're humorless because look at you Jeff. <laughs> thinking jeff's a child jeff's got the mind of a child i'm an adult i'm an adult no, he's a he's a child bro look at him
2: funny stuff isn't it Jeff? hilarious <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: I what about what about the comic tommy dream is in a comic now <laughs> Now we've got uh,
2: the comic book. Uh, we've had uh, the Battle of Alston and Head, Head. Uh, issue one, issue two is coming out here very soon. Uh, and then the Adventures of Alston and Head, which are team ups. I teamed up with uh, Chavo Guerrero on a Western. And then um, teamed up with Jesse Goddard's in the like 1930s, 40s circus environment uh, where we introduced the swarm. And then uh, I'm going to be doing a team up. We're going to be releasing soon with Tommy Dreamer. Um, and it's in in the prohibition era days with gangsters and everything. And then, uh, Scotty too And it's like in a modern day cutting edge, like assassin type, uh, story. So you can go to brokeniconcomics.com and you can check all of those out there, uh, if you'd like. And, uh, if you want to read my book, uh, it is self-help, uh, life lessons from the bizarre wrestling career of Al Snow. And you go to amazon.com and pick that up. So. And you forgot the social media. Oh, social media! You can follow me at the real Al Snow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and as Jeff will attest, it's hilarious. Oh my God!
1: Oh my! God. I'll be the, I'll be the judge of that tomorrow night, bro. Tomorrow night. I just wait to hear your criticism. Premium about- TV, right? Premium <laughs> TV. Now, Premier Streaming. Premier Streaming. Yeah.
2: Premier Streaming. All
1: right. All right. Say goodbye, Al.
2: Goodbye.
1: All right. All right. <laughs> the great Al Snow. We went a little long, bro. How can you How can you not uh, listen to Al Snow for an hour and a half?
0: All right, Jeff, what's going on in your world, bro? Well, check out our Patreon, guys. By the time this will come out, a mm. brand new episode of Look Mom mm. will also be up on our Patreon where we take a look at Dave Meltzer talking about the AEW ratings. And hold on, Jeff. Let's be honest. We literally were attempting to make sense out of what he was saying. I mean, did we not take it seriously? We tried. <laughs> okay, there you, go. there you go. Thank you very much. We tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's at Patreon.com/slash Russo TWC where we have a whole bunch of other stuff there. Disco on timeout, EC three on three. Brand just incredible on the AEW review. Of course, Stevie Richards and Ben Hamine doing Benson Young Writer on Master Shoot Theater. You got Vic Venom on Truth with Consequences. Bonus shows, a bunch of other stuff. Patreon.com slash TWC.
1: Yeah, and Jeff forgot to add, guys. Remember, that starts at $0.75 a week. The tiers start at $3 a month, bro. So check that out. Patreon.com forward slash TWC. That is it, everybody. From me, Jeff, and Al, we'll see you next week.